0: Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmsports.ca. 630 Ched and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X.ca on Oilers Radio. 630 Ched. It's 106 in Edmonton, number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stauffer with you. The second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex has our office printer and supply needs covered. They do it all. They could be doing it for you right now. In this hour, uh, in 38 seconds' time, we will talk to Brad McEwen. He is the head scout for Hockey Canada, and uh, also Brad Lauer, uh, who is the new head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings. He uh, worked in the Western League with Corey Clouston uh, when Corey was the head coach of the Kootenai uh, Ice, and then followed Corey into the uh, Senators organization. Most recently, was with John Cooper down in Tampa Bay. So that's what we got coming up for you here in the next half hour. We will tell you they've started the second half. Uh, spoiler alert: England and. And the uh, English still lead by a score of 1-0 there going into the 50th minute as we speak. You can uh, email the show orders now at 630chad.com. Text us at 630-630 on our Westlock Ford text line. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford or check out the great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. As we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, River Cree has... Uh, Nazareth coming up, as well as the Little River Band in August at the River Cree Resort Casino. So, you know, tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. All right. Well, in the past, uh, in fact, I mentioned earlier in the show today, Blair McEasey, uh joining the Maple Leafs in a scouting capacity. Uh, he, at one time, was the uh, head scout for Hockey Canada, uh, former Reuters uh, uh director of amateur scouting Kevin Prendergast who uh, later went on to work for the Buffalo Sabres organization he uh, for a while was the uh, the head scout for Hockey Canada Uh, Ryan Jankowski's been in that role and that is now held head scout for Hockey Canada by Brad McEwen, who uh, formerly uh, a number of years ago worked for the Swift Current Broncos as well we welcome back to the show from Hockey Canada Brad McEwen. Brad how are you doing? Good Bob. Real good. Good. Good stuff. This is a busy time for you. You've got uh, camps basically going on for three different uh, levels so can you maybe educate our listeners sort of what's transpiring here in about a week to 10 days?
1: Yeah this is uh, this is a great part of our schedule in terms of uh, evaluations and uh, where our program's going for the upcoming year plus uh, the Helenka Gretzky in, in Edmonton so we start on, uh, on the 21st of July with our, our national U-17 program. Okay. Uh, we've got 112 kids uh, coming to Calgary. Uh, we divide them into six teams, uh, three clusters, uh, and out of those uh, clusters, as we call them, um, those will be the teams uh, that will, uh, will be in the, uh, in the U-17 event in November. In Saint John's, New Brunswick,
0: and that's three um, three different teams for Canada, right?
1: Yes, we we we, we really expand uh, our our you know bases of that of this program is to is to build the foundation, uh, introduce these players uh, to our program, kind of the expectations and and all that you know all those types of uh, information as we move through the pro the the Poe program, which includes uh, the holinka Gretzky the U18 Worlds, and then ultimately uh, the uh, World Junior Team. So it's a great start. Uh, and then we go right into the Alinka uh, Gretzky camp in Calgary also. So we start the prep for that. We have 44 players coming in for that uh, nationally. Uh, excited about the old one group. Um, I think we have some real good depth. Uh, I mean, nationally, you would always expect and uh, that, that we're going to be real competitive and 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 challenge in that event. It's it's the one event that uh, we really get a chance to get our best players on the ice all at once. Uh, And and again, I think this age group uh, is is a real good age group. So we're excited about that. And so that gets going around the 27th, 28th uh, with camp and then off to Red Deer for a uh, pre-comp game and then into Edmonton for the event. Uh, And then to throw in the third... uh, you know, element of of this uh, of the summer program is our showcase, our world uh, junior team showcase. Uh, it's really the the start of our of our evaluation process, working towards uh, Vancouver and Victoria in December, and and we have 40 players uh, coming to that camp.
0: All right, well, let's talk a bit about uh, the event that's in Edmonton. That's the Holenka-Gretzky tournament. Uh, You said there was 44 kids. Uh, The WHL had a very quiet year this past year at the NHL draft. I do not envision that to be the case this year. I know that uh, I put a tweet out about two weeks ago uh, when you guys announced the 44 kids that were invited. Uh, you know, Kirby Dock, uh, Dylan Cousins, those guys are both six-foot-three right-shot centers. Um, the kid out of Kootenay was the number one pick, uh, Peyton Krebs, a couple years ago. A couple defensemen that have already represented Canada. Uh, Matthew Robertson and the uh, defenseman out of Vancouver. So maybe just a thought on, on the depth of that team. Now, obviously, yeah. Canada's had a lot of success. In that tournament,
1: yeah, I think we were going to have tremendous depth. Um, you look at, and I, I do believe the West. They uh, say things go through cycles, and and uh, but I just so this draft coming up, the O one group is pretty dynamic group, uh, and I think Quebec uh, out of Quebec probably matches up to the West. Ontario, real good players, but maybe not as high end as as some of the other kids. The Lafreniere kid, Quebec is. He played for roles in Russia in April, and uh, this kid's a really good player. Doc Cousins, uh, Mutella, Krebs from the from the West. Um, yeah, you're right. Just uh, really good players. Byram from Vancouver, the defenseman. Robertson, uh, as, as your Edmonton listeners know well, Korzak from Kelowna. Real good players, and uh, you know. But the the great thing about it is they're not the only ones. We've got. I say it, nationally, we've got some some real good players, and again, I think I think Quebec has some real special kids also, and, and Ontario always produces players. So it's going to be a really competitive camp, um, and we've got to work cut out for us uh, to get down to the to the final twenty-two. I know that uh,
0: you mentioned Lafrenia, and he lit it up uh, in the U uh, eighteen event uh, in I guess that's in April. Um, obviously, no hesitation whatsoever to have a kid playing. Ahead of his, he is not a 2019. He's a 2020 draft. So no hesitation there to have him on your Holinka team.
1: Yeah, none whatsoever. He, this kid is a is a really really good player, um, close to being the top of the class, probably. Uh, you know, in fairness um, for us, and and I guess when I have the opportunity, we had a month with him already, so you really get a feel of 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 what he's all about, his personality, and this kid can handle the big stage. You know, uh, special players can do that. He can certainly uh, do that. And uh, with another summer of of good training, it's going to be fun to see where he is. And as you said, he's a late birthday. So uh, I think, you know, we're lucky even moving forward in our program. He's a name that uh, I think will be involved uh, for the next few years.
0: Uh, Brad, let me ask you this. I mean, you got a guy like Kirby Dock, and I know the Hockey News, I believe, had him ranked, geez, they might have had him right number two when they did their uh, draft preview for this year, uh, for next year's draft. I mean, there's a guy that is... Uh, he didn't score the way I think people... He's a Fort Saskatchewan kid. He didn't score the way people maybe thought he might with Saskatoon this past year. Um, I kind of compare him a bit to a Ryan Johansson type of player. You know, right shot, skilled, can, mm-hmm. can move the puck. But uh, just when you have a guy that's ranked that high... like. Does a kid like that almost have to play his way off the team, or you know, what you know, because he didn't end yeah. up on he didn't end up on your uh, your U eighteen team that went over to right. uh, Europe last year? Uh, but I, I'm just wondering about how that sort of scenario works when you have a guy that's that highly, you know, thought of around uh, you know scouting circles.
1: I think you you certainly you know put him in a position for success, which we try with all the kids, but. You certainly don't when you when you're doing the evaluation. The one thing about our camp is that it happens very very quickly, uh, and and sometimes players you know maybe just don't quite get on track. So you have to make sure that you don't ignore historical information and and you know what kind of player they are. Uh, and certainly Kirby is that. I mean he's a real good player, a really good player. He's that long lengthy centerman that everybody wants. Uh, Ryan Johansson I think is a real good comparison. Um, you know, and and he was, you know, he came with us to the U eighteen Worlds. We brought him to Toronto to our camp, and then in, he came to Russia and played two exhibition games. And you know, you could see that it was a step up. Um, yep. I, I thought he got better, though, for sure, as as those two games went along. And 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 the second game was certainly, um, I thought, is better of the two. And, and you can see the skill. And in this day and age, when you, when you know everybody's looking for skill and productive player, I think that. He's certainly going. You know, one of those kids. I saw him in Saskatoon with the Blades, and he was playing. A, you know, an important role with them, and you could see the the talent. And certainly, I mean, you don't want to say that they're on the team because we have you know lots of good players. Uh, but yep. I mean, he, he is a really good player, and we'll have every opportunity to to be in Edmonton when we get there.
0: We're joined by Brad McCune, he's the head scout for Hockey Canada. Bob Stauffer with you, 116 in Edmonton. Uh, you know, Lauren Fry gets a lot of uh, accolades from people in the Western Hockey League for the consistency that Kelowna's had, but I've always felt that uh, Bob Torrey and Peter Anholt really know players in that league as well. And And, you know, you look at what Dylan Cousins did this year as the season went on, maybe just educate our listeners on how special of a player this kid is as well.
1: Well, he he has a really really good player too, and and you look at their team, and and honestly, it was a team. I think everybody thought going into the season would be there's another you know transition. They took a run the year before, and there's going to be a transition, and all of a sudden they're in the in the conference finals, and and I think that a lot of that credit is to, to Peter and, and Brent, and but you know they gave Dylan an opportunity, and I, I don't know if they gave it to him or he just broke the door down and the way he went. Again, you talk about a. A bigger, lengthier forward. Um, you know, I seen him at both on the wing and, and at center. And again, you just kind of see over a a big guy like that playing center with the skill set. And, and you know what? He's maybe not the flashiest guy, but he is so productive and efficient. And he knows already how to play to his size. And he's a productive player. He, he's a really good player. Uh, and he was, a, you know, he was a driving force for left in and the success they ended up having.
0: Brad, we've seen an evolution, obviously, in the game. you got to have puck-moving defensemen. I mean, I, I, I played against a guy like Manny uh, Viveros growing up, and he was like Bobby Orr for our age group, yeah. but you know, if he plays today, he probably plays 15 years in the NHL, and where I'm going with this is for the World Junior Team, there were years, I mean, I remember when Hugh Hamilton was on the, uh, uh, the team out of Spokane, I mean, the whole team was WHL defensemen, and they were, for the most part, fairly physical, bigger bodies that could clear the front of the net, and they weren't Elite transporters of the puck or transitioners of the puck. Have we seen a complete departure from that? Now you really do have to have that in your repertoire as a defenseman to, to play for Team Canada. You got to be able to make plays.
1: Yeah, you do for sure. And and I think uh, you look at our World Junior team uh, this past year, and that certainly was a big piece of of, uh, of our success. Is a way that we can move pucks and get them up ice and become that second layer and and, and keep the offensive gap tight up the ice and and active off the blue line and you know we were just going over to the u17 the other day and as i was going through it just an indicator of where our game has gone is is that we're bringing uh, i think it's uh oh goodness 20 plus defensemen into that camp and honestly like all those kids skate uh, it's amazing how our game has changed over uh the last you know i wouldn't even say five i'd say three to four max in terms of with the the priority that people put on the back end and how they play and then players that are adjusting and the kids that can skate and get up ice and have that sense are, are the ones that uh, move forward. And, and you just have to have that. Size isn't the the indicator anymore. Uh, certainly, if you can add those qualities with a big player, that's uh, that's uh, that's, a, that's a really good player. Um, so you don't want to get lost on that. But I think everybody and, and us in Hockey Canada is... is we just believe that, especially when we play a lot of the events on bigger ice, uh, you have to be able to skate. You've got to be able to add the offense. you got to bring it. It's so hard to score uh, at the elite level that you need it to come from different areas. And defense is certainly the way that uh, that's going. And you look at our Olenka team last year, the 2,000 born players. Uh, we won that event um, over in the Czech. And, and we had a really good team stop to bottom. But our defense, honestly, was the driver of that group. Yep. Um, you know, they, they, we didn't spend a lot of time in our own zone. Uh, we got up ice. Uh, we were able to play and sustain plays because we could keep things in, and uh, it's a, a big piece. And, and I think our Linka group, and I think our World Junior again in the showcase. Those are the things that uh, we've really looked at, tracked, and uh, value as we go into the this period of evaluation and putting teeth together.
0: You mentioned uh, the U 17 and smaller kids. Uh, if I recall, or is ProCop from Calgary and Sexmith from? Vancouver. Uh, yes. Yeah. So there's a six foot three and a six foot one kid, and they can both skate and handle a puck. So I got the plugs in for their dads so, who are uh, broke from this area, so you know. And uh, next year, you'll right. probably be looking at Mark LeJoie, who uh, Tri City took in the first round of this past year of the WHL draft. He's a six foot three defenseman as well. Uh, we're joined by Brad McEwen, head scout for Hockey Canada. Brad, I, I got to tell you, when you guys um, cut uh, with the uh, World Junior team, when you, when you cut. Two players from the Vegas Golden Knights, one that went 6th, and Cody Glass, and then Nick Suzuki went 13th. I'll I'll be honest. I brought, like, I'm from a school, just take the best guys because you you kept players that were fourth. So the beauty of the situation is you won, so nobody could question. And I guess that's (laughs) how it works, right? If you win, we're all on board with you. Uh, And I know when I sent the tweet out, Maury Guerra was all over me, but oh well, uh, suck it up, buttercuff. But you know where I'm going with this. Like, how hard is it to cut a sixth and 13th overall pick in the draft? Uh, for the uh, for the world junior team, when when you're keeping a you know you keep you kept uh, Steenbergen he was a fifth rounder. You kept uh, Formatin, I think uh, he was uh, what was he a second round pick? You, you, there was a fourth round pick. You guys uh, kept yeah. on the team. How how difficult is that for you?
1: It's extremely difficult. Like it really is. Like I think everybody understands nationally how good our players are, and um, you know you don't want to you don't want to get wrapped up that. The age, but the age does matter to some degree, um, and and both Cody Glass and Suzuki are extremely good players. Uh, but through the evaluation process, we just uh, felt, and the coaches. I mean, the coaches. When it really comes down to that camp in, in Christmas, uh, they're key decision makers because they're the ones that have to feel comfortable with putting them on the ice uh, and and putting that group of, of guys together and. As we went through the process, um, you could see some things that that uh, the coaches liked and, and and wasn't real comfortable with, and the decisions were made. But I to- I totally get it. I mean, and and yeah, hey, I'm 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 a Western guy. Yeah. That's where my roots are, and and I understand how good uh, those those players are, and they're back for another run here in uh, in the summer with us, and I expect really good things with them, and uh, you know, but again when you look at it uh, age and strength does matter to some degree now again you never want to discount skill because you know uh, we are really really aware that you need skill you've got to score and I, I mean it came to fruition and steenbergen you know playing that 13th player role got a pretty
0: big goal for you
1: and scored the the golden goal as such and and you know, again, you look at—he's a 19-year-old that uh, had proven that he was—you know—he could score at within his peers. Um, and that, you know, the one thing we're building teams for right now—that's yeah. And that's a little bit different uh, than, than than speculating outside and looking at sure. the NHL and down the road. So I think that's something that people have to be a little more cognizant of uh, when they when they criticize this. That, and thats the fun part. I mean, that's not—that's not a that's knock or uh, anything else, but. You know we're trying to build a team for right now, right this minute, and some things come differently to us that, than what maybe people see on the
0: outside. Well, based on that, Evan Bouchard, if he's not on the Oilers, I think he's going to be going. <laughs> I think he's going to be on the plane with us when we fly uh, into uh, Germany and Sweden to start the year. But Evan Bouchard, given yeah. that he's played three years junior, given that he's yeah. 19 years of age uh, for that event, uh, he's got a heck of a chance to make it. Brad, we're going to do this again. Thank you for your time. Okay. Great, thanks Bob, anytime Head Scout, Hockey Canada, Brad McEwen When we come back, uh, we are going to give away An Oilers Power Pack But there's a catch It's a trivia question, it's a pretty easy Trivia question but uh, you can reach us on a River Creek Resort and Casino hotline, 780 It's power pack number one. Four, six, and seven game power packs available for the upcoming order season starting at $299 up till July 15th, 1159. Sign up for advanced access to this year's order power packs at edmontonorders.com publicly. They go on sale Friday, July 20th. When we come back, uh, we'll have the trivia question. We'll find out who wins on orders now. showroom on St. Albert Trail, fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca That's ProAmSports.ca Hi, this is Ryan Ningen Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Alright, full disclosure here, spoiler alert, we have a tie at the World Cup between Croatia and England. As uh, Croatia Perisic. On a terrific uh, cross into the English zone, deflects one home. Brandon, what did I say to you not 20 seconds before the goal happened? It was more like five or six. You, You nailed it. He must be some sort of mind reader. Or I just I'm watching England sit back here and not attack. Like they're they were dragging the puck in, or dragging the puck, dragging the ball into the corners and not putting balls to the front. And uh, Harry Kane missed an opportunity to make it two nothing in the first half. But a very tepid and passive approach by England, and we are now tied one one. They are in the 70th minute. We are now going to give. Three times on this show over the next two weeks, power packs away. Again, orders four, six and seven game power packs available for the upcoming order season. They start at $299. You can, uh, sign on at dot com for advanced access to this year's order power packs. And, uh, The valuation of the pack we're giving away uh, for Power Pack number one, $1,380. It's a pair of tickets to four games against Boston, L.A., San Jose, and Vancouver. The package includes the Oilers' opening home game, which will be on October 18th, plus the three Pacific Division games. So, Boston's the opponent. Here we go. In the 2006 Stanley Cup playoff run, the Edmonton Oilers acquired Sergei Samsonov in a deal... With the Boston Bruins. Edmonton gave up Marty Reisner, Jan Stachny, and a second round pick. The player the Bruins selected with that second round pick is now a member of the Edmonton Oilers. Name that player. Call us at 780 496 0063 for a chance to win the power pack. Here we go 780 496 0063. It's a pretty easy trivia question. Brendan Ulrich's got the lines. We'll head it off to a global news, weather, traffic update. Eileen Bell.